know who I am, right? Let's go. No masterpiece. Ten bad bitches and they after me. One bad bitch look like a masterpiece. Looking for a dunk like an athlete. Big drip, what you call it? Big drip. Ice chain, peeled water. You got the cab, but can't afford them. Cash. You got the bad, but can't afford them. Give me the beat, I ride it like a jet ski. So many bad bitches, they harassing me. Hey. What you know good? Uh, everybody. The 2019 season is among us, or upon us, or it's fucking close. Uh, we in training camp right now. The draft's over with OTAs. We're in training camp. Preseason starts in a week or two, I imagine. I don't even know what today is, to be honest. But anyway, we are back. I am Diggity Dave, Super Duper. I'm here with the weed drinking, beer drinking, hot dog eating. Woo! Woo! Benny Boo, what it do? What it is, what it is. Same old, same old. And reporting to you live from Denver, Colorado, the most hated man in fantasy, Mr. Taylor Ford. How you doing, bro? Oh, I'm doing great, Dave. I'm having a great time. Happy to be here with you guys. Another year, another show. I'm, I'm great. I'm having a great year. Good shit. good shit, bro. Good shit. Uh, well, fellas, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. Finally back. Taylor sounds like he's in a bond, but it's okay. We're, we're going to get to it right now. Let's go ahead and kick it off. Uh, before we even get into the headlines, any what was y'all favorite thing in offseason? What was the thing that caught your eye the most? Any signing? You know, anything? Shit, man. That was a lot, but. I mean, the, the biggest thing that catches your eye is OBJ going to Cleveland. Yes, yes, yes. That was uh, pretty wild. What about you, Taylor? You got anything in mind? Yeah, you know, as far as the, the biggest thing, I would definitely agree with being that OBJ signing uh, was the biggest. But just for the sake of saying something different, I'm going to say Ty Gurley having arthritis in his yes, knee yes. Was, was, was just, it's just crazy to me after that contract. And just, just him being the number one running back in fantasy and just falling off a cliff. Yes. When you needed him. Ru- I thought that was pretty true. Ruined a lot of people's uh, playoffs last year, championships, runs, and everything, really. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> Fucking Todd Gurley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shit was wild. Uh, bunch of shit happened off season, which I'm sure we'll touch on. We'll actually talk about Todd Gurley in a little bit. But go ahead. Let's get on with the, the headline. What's the main headlines right now, Benny Boo? Well, off top, you got... Big old holdout. Like, I mean, you got a few guys holding out. You know, you got Mike T. It that happens. just came out today. Yeah, it is. With a little holdout. Wants to get some money. You got a lot of defensive players on teams. Everybody trying to get their money and stuff. But the biggest one got to be Melvin, bro. Like, straight up, you looking at a situation from Lev Bell a year ago with Melvin. I mean, it's almost a mirror thing. I mean, they even interviewed him last year, and he was on Bell's side. He was like, if I had the chance, it was my predicament, I'd be doing the same thing. And he's showing that now, so. Yeah, you can't blame him, uh. The way people are dropping left and right, I bet Todd Gurley's glad he signed that luxurious, luxurious contract he did. Uh, and I mean, even Bell, shit, he went to a team where he's going to be the man. Bell got paid, and I mean, uh, it worked out for him. So I guess Melvin's got the intentions too. I just, do you really see Melvin holding out that long, Taylor? I mean, do you see the Chargers not giving him a contract? Um, see, now that's the question. Yeah, is that I think. Melvin holds out, but I also think that the Chargers eventually do what the Steelers didn't do and give him a contract. Yes, they, yeah. they got a Super Bowl contending team. You know, they got a, a very yeah. good defense. Their offense is stacked from top to bottom. Uh, I have no disrespect to Eckler or Justin Jay. They, they, they did good when Melvin went out with his injury last year. They're very good backups, but Melvin Garden is a beast. He lays his body on the line all the time. So you, you can't blame him. He's banged up every year. He's one of the hardest runners in the league. Uh, but, yeah, the Chargers actually did make him an offer yesterday or day before. I haven't heard anything yet. But, yeah, Chargers would be nuts if they would not just pay the man. I mean, I, I just I, – I, do y'all see him coming back? Man, I just yes. – I, yeah, I, I totally too. see him coming back. They, they have to pay him. And, I mean, it just – but that's how much effect – I mean, just look. Uh, two weeks ago, Melvin Gordon was – going 5-6 overall, and now he's falling to the back end of the first, sometimes in the second on a lot of uh, 
mock drafts and stuff like that. You know, he's just his ADP's steadily falling because of the concern. I mean, yeah, you see that last year that was a big thing with Bale. You know, he was, we knew he was gonna hold out. We knew everybody knew it. But everybody said he was gonna he was gonna play. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they backdoor. They most people try to backdoor with Connor later on. But where would y'all if y'all was in the position in the first round, say pick eight and beyond in a twelve team league? Would y'all take the risk of getting you know? Well, I mean, I was I would thinking that he's gonna get resigned, but there is that chance. We all thought Lev Bell was gonna resign, and and he didn't. He didn't get the contract he wanted. So would y'all even take the shot on him into the first round or the second round? I definitely would myself, but uh, I would definitely be looking. Maybe having to jump later on and try to get a Eckler or later on. I mean, Justin's not even getting drafted right now, Jackson. But, I mean, it's something to look at, but it affects you. You know, then you're just start, starting to stack up and handcuffing, which you don't want to handcuff till the end of your draft. But in the Eckler situation, man, he's a well, he's about a fifth, sixth round ADP, yeah. sixth, seventh round, you know, because of his PPR skills. And he'll go up the longer he holds out. Exactly. What you feel, Tay? Would you, would you pull the trigger on Melvin? I would not, and there's two reasons for that. The first reason is training camp is hella important. Mm-hmm. It's more important if you're in a new team or you have a new coach or there's a new system coming, but even though that's not the case in the Chargers, I think that it's super important to get in shape, getting the rhythm down, you know, get just just, just getting it done. So, so what you're saying is that, it's going to take him maybe two, three, maybe two weeks, three weeks to get into a rhythm, yep. you know. And then you got to think about this. You got to think about how am I going to, when I'm drafting, and I take Melvin Garden at the back end of the, of the, of the first round, who am I going to handcuff him to? Do the Chargers, when Mel Garden went out last year, when Austin Eckler started, he was terrible in that, in that one or two yeah. starts. He was yeah. terrible. Bunch of touches, they didn't do much with it. Bunch of touches. You're right. Bunch of touches. But if I'm the Chargers, I look at that and I'm like, no matter what, Austin Eckler, we're going to keep you in a part-time Chris Thompson role. Mm-hmm. Justin Jackson, Justin Jackson, you're going to be Mel Gordon. Justin Jackson is great. He flashed last year he when did. Mel uh, was out. You know, so who do you handcuff him to? So if I take Mel Gordon in the first, does that mean I have to waste three roster spots to, 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 to cover myself? No, I'm not drafting. Yeah, because that's a risk you I'm take. You get the wrong one. Back in a week. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, another thing, man, Julio. Julio still wants his his money too. He's what they said about ten to fourteen days out from yeah. being clear with that foot. I mean, the guy always yeah. got a foot problem. He's gonna cut up regardless. He came out and said he might he on some three thousand yard ish this year. Yeah. He, he trying to. I mean, he, he about that yeah. life, you know, but. uh I mean, otherwise, also, man, what about Tyreek, bro? A few weeks ago, Tyreek was a th- end of the third, fourth round pick, and now he's right there at the beginning of the second. Yes, got cleared of his charges, and uh, NFL didn't suspend him or nothing. Nothing. So, uh, what you think? What, what you is Tyreek back up there? Yeah, I, I mean, you got to realize he's cleared, but you know how it is. One TMZ video or, or audio, and then boom, he's probably, you know, he could be out for the rest of the season. They could Kareem Hunt his ass from last year. A video is going to pop up around week seven, and then there goes Tyreek. You know? not, not saying that or would happen. Audio. But I'm just saying there's a yeah, chance. Anything. That, that's the risk you take. So are y'all still glad to take that risk with Tyreek, going where he's going to end up going? I don't see his production changing from last year. I don't no. see anything changing with the Chiefs. No. I don't see... I, I I think if you're happy with what you got from Tyreek last year, I think that's fine. I personally have never been interested in Tyreek because he's a little boomer bust. Yeah, you know, he was he more is. boom last year, but it's just it's just a lot. I, I don't think that he like I don't think they cut him because of Kareem Hunt, because of Ruben Foster. Those two players were cut and then sign with the team, and, like, they missed a combined, what, 12 games? Or yeah. uh, they missed a combined, like, like 10 games or something. If Ruben Foster hadn't got hurt, he's got to make up those games, though. Yeah, man, um, that's it. Exactly. You know, he's got to make that up, even though he got injured. But, like, they're not going to cut him. It doesn't make sense to cut these players, because the league isn't going to say you're banned for life. They're going to slap a four or eight-game suspension, and you just cut this player who 
if you let them go through that suspension, you get them at a discount. If yeah. I'm the Chiefs, I'm doing what I, I've read reports. They're trying to sign him now, yeah. as they should. Sign him when he's down. Lock his at, Lock him up. Yeah. But you there's also... There's also reports of a trade, too. Not much reports, but the talk is in the air that he could possibly be traded next year after a sign and, and trade. But, I, I, I mean, mean that, that would be more dying. That's just more about. Cleveland trying yeah. to capitalize, you know, on him yeah. to get something yeah. out of it. Don't cut it. Don't cut it. That's, that, that's the moral of the story. Yeah. Don't cut it. Now San Francisco lost a great middle linebacker, had to use a high draft pick in this draft to replace him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you could have used that on a bunch of different stuff. He's only suspended four games, or how, it's like four or six or something like that. I don't know the exact number. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, it just it just doesn't make sense. And I think teams will learn, and that's why Tyreek Hill wasn't cut. Yeah. So. I agree. I mean, they, they actually didn't really spend a high draft pick on a linebacker, but they went and signed Kwan Alexander. And they dropped a big oh, paycheck. That's what they, did. Yeah. they dropped Thank a big, you, yeah. They bought, you know, they dropped a big check on Kawan. I mean, but well, that's, we'll, we'll just that's see how it plays. Is, Hopefully, yeah. nothing comes up. Hopefully, whatever was going on, it wasn't true. Hopefully, the kid's fine. And uh, but know, at the same time, man, you, like you said, Tyreek's a boomer bust. I mean, last year, semifinal playoff, he gives you nine points. You know, when he's the number one ranked wide receiver, points wise at that, at the point, and you just can't have that when you're trying to win you a championship or something. You need the consistency. I agree. Uh, yeah. Also, man, Cooper Cup cleared. He's, yes. he's in training camp. He's back. I mean, Cooper Cup. That's a the Rams' three-headed monster at wide receiver. I love them all. Yeah. I really do. Can't Woods, really go wrong. Cook, uh, Cup. It's just and with a with a not trying to pound Ty Gurley type system. Golf's gonna be relied looked upon a little bit more. You know. So I have golf. On, on one of my players that we're going to discuss a little bit later, but what I've seen and what what's so important for the Rams is the health of Cooper Cup. I feel like Goff's numbers didn't change. I took a look. Goff's numbers didn't change that much when Cooper Cup was out, but I felt like the Rams changed when Cooper yes. Cup went out. Yes. I felt like had Cooper Cup been in the Super Bowl that it would have been a different game. I feel like the like. He's so important when Jared Goff gets some gets pressure in his face. Man. He's so important at that check down. And yeah. red zone alone too. I mean Cooper Cart Cooper Cart. <laughs> Cooper Cup is a highly tar- like that's his favorite target when the red zone. I mean, you know. And Josh Reynolds know Cooper Cup. I mean, it showed as no, soon as not. Cup went down that they, they were missing a big piece at offense, you know, especially in the playoffs. Uh yeah, it's big news for the Rams. They they Really need Cup. Like I said, all three receivers, you, you can't really go wrong with one of your roster. Yep. Uh, no, you can't. I mean, there's plenty of other headlines and a lot of other stuff happening. That's what's training camp. So much is going on and everything. But, uh, just real quick, uh, I read today Zeke didn't get on the plane to go wherever he's going. He still might show that's up the other there. Uh, well, Zeke would be an idiot because yeah. if he holds out, he don't accrue the year played, and he won't be able to test free agency next year. Yeah, it, it get extended in a year, basically. Yeah. Zeke is Zeke is smart because I think that you like just like in the NFL, he's playing his opponent. I think it was stupid for Lev Bell to hold out looking back because the Steelers have a history. It's like holding out for the Patriots. They're not going to pay. No, you can do whatever no, you want. They're not going to pay. He should have known that. But Zeke knows the Cowboys. He knows Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is going to pay him. Yep. Yeah, I agree. he'll get his contract. That, that's the one I'm not worried. It don't matter if they add a year or whatever. It doesn't matter. He'll, he'll get paid. He's going to be a cowboy for a long time. Uh, like I said, still is produced running backs. Cool. <laughs> well, man down. Uh, save, save the dishes. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, I mean, they got a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, I mean, those are the big things. It's training camp. You're about to get a lot of injuries start to happen. So... Uh, yeah, Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard broke, broke his finger, finger today, yeah. you know. I mean. So, yeah, it's starting. Uh, yeah. That's about it for the headlines so far this year. So, we're going to move on to the next thing. All right. We're going to name – this is what's going to happen. We're going to name top five finishers of last year's Fantasy League. We're going to give some input of who we think would fall out the top five. We're going to put some input about who we think could get into the top five. In each position. In each position. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end 
and kicker. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <All right>. uh, <laughs> uh, this is basically on a no. This is a PPR format. Yes. Strictly one point PPR. Um, no bonus points included. Anything like that. The basic standard basically PPR shit. The stat you put up is the stat you get. You know that's the point you portray. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna start off with the quarterbacks last year. Number one, respectively, the MVP, Mr. Mahomes. <laughs> Number two was Matt Ryan. <laughs> Number three was Andrew Luck. My boy. Number four was Big Ben. <laughs> and number five was Deshaun Watson. My man. Um, Dave, what's your intake as far as I, I know we all kind of agree it's it's a shuffle of trying to get somebody out, so we we might not each pick somebody to drop out of that top five. But uh, who you feeling, Dave? Who's gonna, gonna drop, drop out? out? Yeah. Uh, I say Matt Ryan. You know, through his career in fantasy, you know, he'll have this one big year and he'll fall out. Has one big year and fall out. It's not just because of that though. Last year. They lost a lot of defensive players last year at the beginning of the season. Yeah, they lost their safety, lost Deion Jones, they yes. lost Buku. All right, which means Matt Ryan had to throw a lot more. And they lost their starting running back, Devontae Freeman, who is coming back this year. With Freeman coming back, with all his defense getting healthy and coming back, my my main thing is, will he have to throw as much? You know, they're, I think they're going to be a very good team this year. I can see him with the lead a lot. Now, they do have the weapons. He still has his weapons. You know, Hooper got involved a lot last year. Sanu's always been there. Ridley blew up in his rookie year. I, I, and you got Julio. And you got Julio, exactly. But it's what happens with all these great teams. Look at what Drew Brees the last few years. You know, he was a fantasy god. And then when we finally got a defense in New Orleans, we finally got a good run game to go with it, Brees just don't have to do it anymore. I think that's the way the Atlanta Falcons are looking now. Uh, Taylor, you pick Ryan, too, if I'm not mistaken, right? I did, I did. I do have Ryan, but I want to talk about him because it's going to sound like I'm endorsing Ryan, but just bear with me. In 2016, Matt Ryan put up 4,900 yards, 38 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 69.9 completion percentage. He was an MVP candidate. Yes, he was. In 2018, he put up 4,900 yards, 35 TDs, 7 interceptions again, 69.4 69.4 completion percentage. Matt Ryan is in a coast mode right now, but I believe that the biggest reason for this is his surrounding cast, and yes. the reason he's outside of my top five is because that's fragile. Devontae Freeman goes down. Edo Smith can't do it. The run game stagnates. That means defense is played back. Matt Ryan tanks, tanks, tanks. Julio goes down. Everybody concentrates on Calvin Ridley. Devontae Freeman is only one guy. You know what I mean? There's just yeah. a lot of scenarios where Matt Ryan can suck it up. Exactly. And yeah. I'm saying he'll be horrible. I think I still got him ranked. I got him in my top ten. But, yeah, I mean, the way this can play out, I, I can easily see Ryan out of these guys uh, and falling I, out. I, I do agree with y'all, but I'm going to play the devil's advocate right here and everything. I mean, he did get Dirk Cutter back. Yes. Which he strode. I mean, Dirk Cutter ran a – Great offense. I mean, in Tampa himself, being a head coach, all they did was throw because yeah. they didn't have yeah. a running game. Now, they got a better running game in Atlanta, and the defense is tremendously improved in the Tampa Bay defense. And I just think that there is chance for Ryan to remain in the top five, but I do agree with y'all. He could easily fall out just because of the defense coming back, and they could be ahead on a lot more yes. games, you know. And it's a, it's a different situation. So with the defense and defense controlling it, you, you might you know Ryan don't have to do as much. Yeah. So uh, I agree with y'all. Um, I, I I see out of the top five, my my pick though would I'd probably say Big Ben, tremendously just because I mean, yeah, there's no other team in the NFL. Well, no, no other team in the NFL that had a complete roster turnover like Pittsburgh has this past year. I mean. Yeah. I know Connor showed up last year and he did great at times, but it's not the standard of Lev Bell. And then you lost AB. I mean, Antonio Brown's been the number one, number two, number three receiver for the last, what, five years now? Yes. I mean, he's he just running the time. game. So I just, and Big Ben had a career year last year, most passing yards of his career. And I mean, that's what helped him get into that top five, along with all the touchdowns. You're taking 15 touchdowns away from that you lost with AB. So, um, I would say Big Ben, but definitely Matt Ryan and Big Ben would probably be the two that would drop out of this list, definitely. I could totally see that. Um, Taylor, who would be your quarterback that you think is going to make it into this top five list? Listen, I'm going to go with Carson Wentz. 
I think that the Eagles have maybe one of the most explosive wide receiver cores. They have one of the, the best defenses. Carson Wentz has a great offensive line. Uh, when he was healthy, when Carson Wentz was uh, healthy, he threw um, his passer rating on third down. He was first in the league. His red zone passer rating, well, he was third in the league. 21-plus air yards, he was ninth in the league. And in close games, second in the league. Right now, his ADP, he's going off the board as a QB7. Um, when you add those weapons, when you had a training camp to absorb everything and get in rhythm with everybody, I I just don't see a reason why Carson Wentz is not going to be you know, Doug Peterson is a genius. I don't see how he, he doesn't crack into the top five. The only thing holding him back is his yards. This is a ground-and-pound team. They've got 16,000 running backs. <laughs> but where he saves himself is his touchdown. You know, Carson Wentz, when he was uh, healthy, he only averaged 250 yards a game. But the guy had uh, something like... Um, uh, 30 touchdowns, 33 touchdowns. Yeah. And I think that what you're going to see is 250s. You're going to see a lot of games where he's he's 250 yards, 220 yards, but he's got three touchdowns. Yeah. And, you know, and, I think. No, you go, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Uh, he, he just, he, he, he just screams value as the QB7. He just, he just screams like I'm on a great team. I'm in a, I'm in a good defense. I'm in a good division. For points, you know what I mean. I I really like Carson Wentz this uh, this year. I could not agree with you more, man. I totally agree, but the values there for Carson Wentz right now, um, it, it's just he's efficient, and that's the thing. It's, not, it's, it's minimal on the interceptions. Now the fumbles, I mean, that's a situation. But if he can stay upright more, then that goes down too. You know, yeah. it's just like you said, he don't have to kill you with the yards, but at the same time, he's gonna bomb you with touchdowns and. Yeah, I totally agree with you uh, on Carson Wentz, bro. I couldn't couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I mean, my main concern is just health. That's it. You yeah, got if to. If he could finish the season, I mean, there's no reason he, he couldn't finish top five. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. Dave, who you got? Uh, not a big fan of him, but I'm picking Cam Newton. Uh, started off hot last year. You know, he ended slow. Well, week seven, he had a big comeback game against Philly. Looked great, had a great game, but after that he showed an injury report with his shoulder. Uh, I think they actually showed him out the next game for a Hail Mary because he couldn't throw the ball, and you could see it on the field. You know, he just couldn't throw the ball deep no more. He, he was never being the most accurate passer, but you could tell it looked like he was giving his all just to throw the ball, especially towards the end of the season. Uh, but before that, you know, weeks one through seven, he was killing it. You know, he was above. He had scored more than Andrew Luck. He had scored more than Big Ben. Uh, and, I mean, the, and they both finished top five. Like, he was on an amazing pace, averaged 28 points a game. It's just the bottom fell out when he got hurt. And looking at this offense, which I watch a lot of Panthers football because we're Saints fans. We watch a lot of South. To me, this might be his chance with the best cast he's ever had. he got McCaffrey coming out the backfield. He's going to catch you 85 to 100 balls a year, you know. A great, reliable running back to dump it off to to make a play. He got D.J. Moore coming to his second year, who a lot of people are loving. He, he can make that step and be a great receiver. Uh, Samuel, my bad. I got, I got a brain for you. Yeah, uh, Samuel, people projecting it. You know, he did great towards the end of the year. but And he got Greg Olson coming back 100%. So he got the best cast that he can have, you know, in my eyes, in his career. Now, these young guys haven't really shown much yet, but he can take the next step. You know, and plus the rushing touchdowns. He averaged seven touchdowns for his career a year. So you add in the rushing, you know, coming back healthy. He's throwing. He's at training camp, you know, no limitations. He's done it before. Five, six times he's finished top five. To finish one, you know, a few seasons. So, yeah, you know, to me it's Cam Newton. If, I agree. It's his shoulder. I agree. Hey, That's when it. Cam plays a full season, he's usually a top five quarterback yes. in fantasy. He's done it over and over again. Uh say so without the injury, he probably would have finished easily top five, if not top three this year. Thoughts? Listen, you you're not you're not gonna ever really lose with Cam 
because of that rushing ability. Yes. I think I think they're trying to get away from it a little bit, and that's understandable. Um, he's gotten into you know he's gotten same receivers coming back. He's got Christian McCaffrey. My concern with Cam is that he's not a terribly he's not a terribly accurate quarterback. Yeah. When you look at what um, Funches is saying, and when you look at what Kelvin Benjamin have said when they left. Kelvin Benjamin and Devin Funches have both said, I mean, you can see it on film, he's not terribly accurate. Now, the thing I'm thinking is, does that really matter with Cam? With CMC catching short passes, you know, with CMC running it, running it, running it, that opens it up downfield, you know, all they have to do is get under the ball. He's going to rush for touchdowns. He's going he's gonna to pass for touchdowns. He's going to be a huge part of that offense. Does it even matter that he's accurate? That's my question. But I think he has the potential to be a top five. And interesting fact is if you look at the 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 Carolina Panthers and you look at them over the course of uh, when when Cam has been there, it's in every other year he explodes. It's literally six years in a row. It's like every other year he explodes. Last year he did not explode, so... I mean, if the pattern continues, he'll explode this year. Good shit. I agree. Uh, I like Cam, too, man. I, I don't like him at all as an NFL <laughs> quarterback. But in fantasy, I really do. Uh, he could easily be back at the top where he kind of made a career so far being that in fantasy. Um, yeah, that's a good take. Uh, my quarterback is going to be a little little skeptical to most people because uh, it, just don't, it just don't sound good when it rolls off your tongue. But uh, – I think he's kind of mirroring the Matt Ryan situation of last year, and that's Jameis Winston. Um, yeah, it just sounds so horrible. God dang. But you got a team that's not a great defense. Yeah, they got white. They try to pick up a little bit. They're in an excruciatingly tough division. And then you still don't have any run game. I mean, Peyton Barber is not – he's just not the man. And Ronald Jones just scared – I just hate saying his name because he's just – one of the biggest busts so far. Now, he's done it, He's done bulked up. He's improved. The main thing, what gets me here is Bruce Arians. And it's not even me just betting on Winston. Winston's got drafted to be a franchise quarterback, right? Well, yep. so far he hasn't panned up to it, but he has shown flashes. He can have big games. He can do things. He's not the most accurate. I mean, he does throw a lot of interceptions, but it comes when you throw the ball 600-plus times a year. Um... Career average for Jameis Winston, 261 yards a game. Touchdown rate at 4.6. I went back and looked at Carson Palmer's time being the starting quarterback with Arians. Out of five years, three out of the five years, um, well, overall, his average was 280 with a 4.8 touchdown rate. Slight touchdown rate higher, 20 more yards a game. Okay, but three out of the five years, Carson never was the healthiest. Three out of the five years, he averaged 4,200-plus passing yards, and over 24 passing touchdowns. Now, the other two seasons, he was on pace for both of those numbers, but he got hurt. Um, In all, I mean, he even comes through, he had experience with luck. I mean, Bruce Aarons has a long report. He was with Pittsburgh before, with Big Ben and stuff. He just can alternate this team, and it's just what makes me so excited about Winston is his surrounding cast. I mean, you got Mike Evans, who is a top 10 fantasy guy, in and out, shown flashes to be in the top five before. Um, you got Chris Godwin, who is hyped up right now to be the next best thing. Bruce Arians comes out, says he wants him to have 100 catches. It's going to be hard to do. But you also have OJ, one of the top premier tight ends coming up because he's just he's more of a Kelsey slash Kittle type tight end. You know, he's he'll get down the field, he'll stretch it. Um, and then you got Watson, Justin Watson, taking up the slot plays for Humphreys. But you got Humphreys in. Deshaun gone, but I still say this supporting cast can be great. If Rojo could step up a little bit and halfway kind of be what he was meant to be, and they looking at trying to get Peyton Barber with 40-plus catches. I mean, trying to get him more involved. If so, with a bad script, probably going to be down mostly in games, Jameis could throw the ball for 5,000 yards. He'll probably have 20 interceptions, but he could (laughs) easily have 30 touchdowns also because you're going to have to try to win the game. And Jameis does have a little bit of mobility on his feet. Not the best, but he can, he can make it done. Yeah, so, uh, it's not the best pick. It, it don't sound great, 
And uh, I mean, we could have put Baker instead, but yeah. I, I kind of wanted to go a little deeper with it and, and make you really think about Tampa Bay and their offense. And that's just how I feel about that. Any thoughts? I just think that if that offensive line is <laughs> like it's as bad as it was last year, if if they can't run, if they can't run the ball, and I don't really see them being uh, a a successful run team. I don't think Jameis is going to be good. And my problem with Jameis is that he's the number, he's top three quarterback when targeting the tight end. He is one of the worst quarterbacks when targeting wide receivers. If you can't, you know what I mean? If you can't be consistent and continue drives and get down in the end zone and get in, get in the red zone and have four touchdowns a game, you know, have three touchdowns a game, whatever, you're just, you're not going to get into the top five. If drives are stalling out, if you're losing games, that's my thing with Jameis Winston. But we got Bruce Arians in there, like you said. Maybe they turned the corner. Maybe Peyton Barber has his best season to date. Well, I mean, we'll see. Yep, I agree. It's just a little deeper sleeper to throw in there that it just could happen. I mean... I mean, it, it's definitely not outside the realm of possibility. They throw, they're going to throw that fucking ball. Absolutely. They're going to throw no, that ball. Don't. They're going to throw that ball because I think they they can't run the ball. But you know, defenses can, you know, they can they can play that. If if that's how you're going to be, they can play that. So, you know. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah. Yeah. Jamis. Jamise Winston. Jamise Winston. 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 Jamise Winston. Oh, shit. All right, cool, cool, cool. Sounds like a French baker. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I just, I mean, it's just him fucking up. Yeah, absolutely. I know they don't have a backup. But he might be ready to finally get them W's, get a big bowl of W's and eat them bitches, you know? Big stupid bitch. Anyways, man, on to the next one. Yeah. We're going to bring up the running backs. Last year, top five. Your boy, the rookie, the standout, Saquon, CMC, another, man, I mean, nobody's seen CMC doing what he did no. last year. Just because of his size, just being doubtful. And he's getting bulked up even more. CMC, finished number two. TG3, number three. AK, your boy. And then rounding it out, number five, was Zeke, yeah. which he always is there. And, I mean, that's just flat out scoring. Zeke could have been higher than that. Just touchdowns weren't there for him. Yeah. But that was the top five last year. Um, we're not going to sit here and each pick one to fall out because of no, consensus. We all say Saquon, CMC, AK, Zeke. That should be your top four. TG is our consensus pick of falling out of the top five. And it's crazy to say because of what he's done the last two years. But that knee is one of the scariest things in football right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, I, I say we all just agree that it's going to be TG that's going to go out. Um, I'll start it off first. My running back that I think is going to make the step back in, he, he took off a little while, but I really do believe in Lev Bell. Um, he went out to the Jets. They paid him. They gave him the money. Now, Darnold, they've been hyping him up all offseason so far. He ended Still the right. season on a high note. Still hyping him up. But he's hopefully he's taking that next step. But the main thing is, I'm going to make my case for Adam Gase. And he's <laughs> oh, not hes nice. not a great, he's not he hasn't shown a lot in Miami. His first year in Miami, yeah, he did. Um, he, he, in his first year in Miami, he was number nine offense in yards, rushing, and number 15 in touchdowns, which is mid of the pack. Now, at that time, he had Ajay, Drake, Gore, and D. Will. Which, actually, Gore wasn't there that first year. It was just Damian Williams that was there. So, they split it between them three. Now, prior to that, he was on the OC for Denver back in 2013 when Peyton Manning had the record-breaker year. And their two running backs was no – well, actually, it was Doshawn Moreno who had over 1,000 yards rushing. They, they finished um, 15 in the league in yards and seven in touchdowns. At the same time, he's also had to deal with C.J. Anderson and Ronnie Hillman yeah. in that time. He's never had a premier back like Lev Bell. And with Lev Bell taking off, yeah, he's got to be rusty. He's got, that's what they make preseason for. The guy's going to be back in here. He's going to get his touches. I just 
really feel that Bale can get up to this spot. I mean, even last year, Darnold, target percent, throw into the running backs was 18.6%, which at that time falls into, if that would be focused on the main running back, that falls right where DJ fell last year at 14 overall. That was throwing the ball to Isaiah Crowhill, um, <laughs> and um, McGuire. So, yeah. I mean, you, you really didn't have nothing. I mean, Lev Bell is a guy that didn't caught 80 balls before in, in Pittsburgh. It's not the same team. It's not the same offense. I understand that. But I honestly do not see any reason that Lev Bell cannot come back into this top five with the stroke being with the Jets. You got some, Taylor? Uh, I do. I, I, I got one one pro and one con. So, read a report yesterday or today where Levell conditioned with the running backs and then he conditioned again with the linebackers. And, you know, he did well in both conditioning tests or whatever. I just think that that proves that he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's got a – and he's got something that he, he – in his mind, he's trying to prove. Cons, Adam Gates did not want to spend what they spent on yes. Left Bell. Adam Gates is a Adam Gates is a dumb guy. He seems like a very, <laughs> you know, he seems like a petty guy. Is he going to not use Le'Veon Bell to prove a point that he doesn't need Le'Veon Bell to win? My other knock against Le'Veon Bell is that the Steelers have one of the best offensive lines yeah. in football. I agree. One of the so you go from that. To the Jets' offensive line, which is is maybe bottom five, you know. I, I don't. I, I I think that that hurts. Um, I think that we'll know everything in week one and two. If Left Bell is getting 15, 20 targets a game, I'm fine with that. If he's getting 15, 20 targets a game. He's probably seven or eight of them are passes, and in the PPR league, he's going to be just fine. So, I mean, he could be gold. He could be gold. He could put up 2,000 all-purpose yards. I could easily see that. It just depends on how Gates is going to use him and if that offensive line is just terrible for him. I, I, don't, I don't know. The Steelers have an amazing offensive line. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I multiple backs. Yeah, definitely. I understand that. But at the same time, you can look at DJ from last year with – the worst offensive line, and the guy still finished top 12. That just shows the athlete. The athlete. My problem with that is that when it, it's not about what he finished as. He had some great games, but he had some stinkers. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You look at it at a per-game basis. But at the same time, I feel that the Jets are way better than the Cardinals were last year, even on defense. They have a great – they have a great – they have plenty of sign. I mean, you got Jamal. You got CJ. You got Avery Williamson. You got Quentin Williams that they got – you know, the defense is going to be there. So that's going to help them in game scripts where Lev Bell should get a lot of the rushing touches, try to run up the – you know, run the clock out. You know, that's how it's – I just – I just think that the Jets are going to be a 360 team this year, and they could really move up and take a next step in coming back to being relevant. Um, that's how I feel. Dave, what's your take on Lev? Uh, my the offensive line is one of my issues. I mean, even if the Jets are better, they, they just don't run the type of the, uh, the offensive scheme. I, I just – that's I mean, that's the main one. The other thing is uh, I'm not really too worried about Gase. He might show for a couple of games. He might come out in the season, split him up the carries, you know, just to show that he didn't need Lev Bell. It's not going to work. They need Lev Bell on the field if they want to win. The defense is better. He needs to play Lev Bell. Uh, it's not so much. I don't think he can finish top five because of his situation. It's just it's the players in front of him. Yeah, oh, there's only you know, one spot. There's only yeah, one spot to slide you know, in there. I'm, if anything, he slides to the fifth spot, but it's just with the other players. You know, if Garden comes back, it's a, not knocking the man. Yeah. It's, it's very hard to get into the top five, but he could. You know, he's done it. Yeah, the offensive line sucks. They're behind in games or defense of this. Well, he'll just catch – he'll catch a bunch of balls. He's shown he can catch the ball in the yeah. backfield. I mean, get yeah. a lot of catches. That's it. And we play and PPR. That'll save him. And, that'll save him. Yeah, and that, that – just that by itself will get him enough. And we'll have some good running games. We'll have some bad ones. We'll probably have more good than bad with the receptions. I can see it happening. Okay. okay. It's just with the team, that's my only worry. It's just the actual team around them. It's, if Darnold doesn't take that step up, 
But the offensive line is still trash, and they have no defense. Yeah. I think that will be the only thing that, you know. Hinders him some. Yeah. Okay, cool deal. Well, that's my take. Uh, Tayfo, who you got as a running back moving up into the top five? I can't wait to hear this one because I already know. <laughs> uh, I got uh, Mr. Um, Johnson. Da, 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 da. Mr. David Johnson? David Johnson. I'm My boy. It's just, for me, it's just easy. They're, you know what I mean? I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, David Johnson is going to be a monster this year. He's going to have Kyler Murray. Yep. And all you're going to see all game is Kyler Murray moving in the pocket, getting outside the pocket, dumping it off to DJ are running it himself. And what you're going to see is you're going to see a lot of hurry up offense. They want to run 90 to 95 plays a game. Yes. They want to move the ball. They want to run a lot of plays. They're going to make DJ a focal point. They're going to make DJ a focal point. He's going to catch passes. He's going to line up as a slot wide receiver. When you have a running quarterback, look at the Ravens. When you have a running quarterback, it opens up those lanes as defenses have to spread out to cover the option, to cover the outside run. It it, it opens everything up. Kyler Murray's gonna be great. He's gonna be next Russell Wilson. That team is that team is going to be great. The offensive line is not gonna matter. The offensive line is gonna be like Houston when Watson was there. I understand, but the offensive line you know, everybody's hating on the offensive line from last year, but the center, the left tackle, and the right guard by week two were all out for the season. Yeah. And that was week two. It showed. It showed. I mean, that that, that off top. The center, left tackle, right guard, all out by week two last year. And that hurts you right there. So, last year, I agree, is just a blemish. Naturally, that's the year that in the uh, Tiger, I took him number three overall, but... It happens. I love DJ. I couldn't agree with you anymore, Taylor, at all. Yes, I have no comment because I feel the exact same way about – If you wouldn't have picked DJ, that's who I was going to pick. I mean, that's the only spot that I could see – that's who I could see sliding that fifth spot real easy. Um, Yeah, great great pick. He's he's going to be great. The Cardinals are going to surprise. They're going to be that team that squeaks into the playoffs and maybe wins the first game. And you're like, oh, shit. Yep, I, I could have, couldn't agree with you more, buddy. Uh, diggity, who's yeah. yours, buddy? Uh, my guy got a lot going against him, all right? I'm not even going to lie. You can, There's no reason for me to lie about it. Dude's been banged up since he got in the league. He got a shitty offensive line. It's Dalvin Cook. I mean, yeah. Minnesota had the 22nd, I don't know if you say best or worst, line in 2017. They had the 29th last year. Uh, they went out and drafted a few guys on the line, rotate more players. It's good. They're probably still not going to be that good. I mean, they just haven't showed it with the with the cast they've had. Uh, Dalvin Cook's banged up a lot. You know, I think he played four games rookie year. He played 11 games last year. The thing, this is, this is what stands out to me. They got a new, I ain't going to call him coordinator. The new offense coordinator is uh, Kevin Stefanski. Look. Yeah. You know, he did okay when he came in. They played the Dolphins and they annihilated him. You know, it made him look good. My big thing is Gary Kubiak is going to be the offensive, offensive advisor. And they said he's working a lot with this offensive coordinator. He's going to be in the booth to help call the plays. Uh, might not seem big. He was supposed to go back to Denver, ended up signing Minnesota. But Gary Kubiak has a history, a long history of making running backs great. I mean, he did coach Terrell Davis. That's, you know, you get greatness greats. But I'm, I look back in Houston. Y'all remember a great running back by the name of Steve Slate? <laughs> Steve Slate was the 1,300 yard rusher under Gary Kubiak for the Houston Texans. I forgot who the fuck it was, so I started looking it up, to be honest. I didn't remember him. They had took an undrafted free agent, Arian Foster, and made him one of the best running backs in the game, if not the best at the time, until his injuries started piling up on him. Uh, 1,600 yards, 1,200 yards, 1,400 yards. All right? Offensive coordinator for Baltimore. Justin Forsett was a 1,200-yard running back with Gary Kubiak. Now, in my eyes, Dalvin Cook got the talent. I'd say Cook's better than all those guys you just named. Yeah, maybe not Aaron Foster. Eh, 
It's, you got the show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But Dalvin Cook, just talent-wise, is way better. In 11 games last year, he did something I didn't even realize. He had 40 catches in 11 games. Only on pace for 58 or whatever. It's fine. But the type of offense he runs, a lot of uh, zone running schemes, a lot of misdirection, is going to open up a lot for Dalvin Cook. I expect the defense to be a lot better than what it was last year. They had a great defense the year before. Defense struggled a bit last year. They was on the field a lot. You know, no offensive line. Kirk Cousins getting banged up. I think they'll be in a lot more leads. If Cook could just stay on the field, there's no reason he can't run for 1,300 yards with, you know, maybe even 60K. He, he, was at, he was on pace for 58 last year. It could go up, especially if the line's not better. Uh, if he could just play 16 games, I, I think he can actually blow up this year and uh, squeak into the top five. Definitely has a ceiling for it. But also has the floor of getting hurt and you not having him. So that's, that's the gamble. That's yeah. the gamble you but, play. But, but you get him when you get him second round. Yeah, end of the first. So I probably yeah, a lot of people. If you reaching for him, you can get him in the first. But most people gonna get him in the second. Round. Yeah. So you got a second round running back. Take a slide into the top five. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Taylor, what's your thoughts on Cook? Listen, Latavius Murray is gone. Yes. Latavius is gone, and I think Dalvin Cook, at the very least, is gonna see an uptick of time on the field. I think that that's just natural. You know, you have you have a bunch of new guys and you have Dalvin Cook the first year. You know, Dalvin Cook is going to see at least 10 to 15% more time on the field. You know, I, you know, it's still a running back by committee, but you're going to go with the guy who knows more stuff, who knows the timing, who has the playbook down, who's had three years to... To, to be part of your team. He's fully healthy. Now, does that lead to an injury? I'm not going to say Dalvin Cook is injury prone, but I think that if he gets hurt this year, I'd say that. Yeah. You know, yeah. so he's right on the cusp. I think Dalvin Cook, with that defense, with Gary Kubiak, with how they want to run, could easily slide, slide into the top five. He can catch balls. We're talking about PPR leagues. You know, the offensive line, you know, does it. Does it matter to that degree to a pass catching back? That's the question. He still has to run between the tackles. I think I think he he'll be fine. But I think Dalvin Cook's just a great, great target. I think he's at a great price right now. You know, somewhere in the second round, you know, he could be a steal. I couldn't agree more, man. That's a good one. That's and, three good picks. I mean, and they did draft Alexander Madison. Yeah, Addison. But Addison, I mean, yeah. it's he's a rookie. It's not. It's hard to. I mean, you got the guy. You got like you Taylor said. You got the guy. He's three years there. He's ready. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, knows what's ready. going on. And I think this is Cook's time to shine. Yeah. Otherwise, they're gonna be moving on from him. Soon. That's it. He gets another injury, you know, then then we won't even be talking about Dalvin Cook next year. Okay. I feel you. I feel you. We're not really gonna talk about the outs of the wide receivers because we're kind of running a little a little behind on the time right yeah. now. But top five wide receivers last year: D Hop, Julio. Devontae Adams, A.B., M.T., Michael Thomas. Yeah. Um. So, that's your top five from last year. Uh, Dave, who you got going in as the sliding in number top five this year as a wide receiver? Well, the backdoor your quarterback theory, I would take Mike Evans. Uh, I mean, you made the argument for Winston. Basically, same thing for Mike Evans. Bruce Arians likes to air it out deep down the field. He runs plays to open up the deep pass. Mike Evans is a deep ball catcher. Uh. 32 out of his 86 catches for 20-yard plus. He's, he's going downfield. But the, the same argument, Winston, not throwing it to his receivers in the end zone, in the red zone. I can see Winston getting better. The Arians going to open this this offense up. Uh, Evans has shown he can do it before. With know? Winston. With Winston. So, just with that, with Arians coming into town, Arians has done it with other great receivers before. Arians done it with – Freaking Michael Floyd before, you know, it made him shine one year. He got a talent like Mike Evans. I believe Winston does take a step up. I don't you know, top five, maybe not. But even just with that offense, no defense. The offense is going to have to throw the ball. I pick Mike Evans as somebody to slide in this year. That's a good pick. It's a good pick. How you feeling, Evans, Tay? See, so I want to go back to that stat. Uh, when targeting uh, tight ends, Jamie Winston is third best. When targeting wide receivers, he's fit worse. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, to, to contract your argument, 
Mike Evans finished in the top five, maybe was it two, twice. two, two, twice, two or three years ago also? And twice. it was with a Jameis. Yeah, he did it with Winston. So that, I mean, that is that is true. I would also argue that back then the run game might have been just had better. Well, yeah, you you actually had the the muscle hamster himself, Doug Martin, <laughs> yeah. at his Dougie Fresh. peak prime of a year and a half. But uh, yeah, okay. So I mean, everybody knows how how we feel about Tampa and their, yeah, their it's, offense. It's, it's it's a risk, and it's, that's what we're just we're just trying to look deeper to give you insight on who can come up. Um, Tayfo, who's your wide receiver? My wide receiver, uh, I've got uh, as my out, Mister Antonio Brown. Yeah, definitely. I just think that. You know, going to a new system, getting the timing down with Derek Carr. Listen, he's had a whole offseason. We've all seen the videos online of him doing crazy stuff with his hands and stuff like that. But it takes time. It, it, it takes time to be great. Now, do they give him 15 targets a game, 12 targets a game? And, you know, he catches eight for 68 as a floor, and you're fine with that and a touchdown, and, you know, that's his floor. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's fine. You know, he finished with um, 1,300 yards, 104 catches, and 15 uh, TDs. I, I, I see him I see him going down. I see him more in the 1,100-yard range, definitely not 15 uh, TDs. I think that that timing he developed with Ben was special. I really, really do. And I don't think the Raiders are going to be as good as the as good as the um, the Steelers. I definitely see some regression coming for AB. Okay, I totally agree with what you're saying, and uh, but that wasn't the question I asked. I did say we was going to exclude the outs, and I wanted to know what wide receiver do you have coming in, buddy? Who's your wide receiver coming in? I've had a few beers. I've had a few beers. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Inside all the way. <laughs> My end is going to be Mr. Uh, T.Y. Hilton. Um, the guy finished last year with 1,200 yards, um, and that was without playing two games. And he had one game against the Raiders where he had one catch for 34 yards. So, you know, if 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 you can say he's got 200 yards in three games, that'll put him right there at 1,400 yards. Um, you know, I think luck had it. Luck was coming back off one of the worst injuries I think a quarterback could have. You know, when you look at the pictures of Andrew Luck when he had that injury, he was fucking a hundred pounds. He was like, Google it. He was he had he had no muscle mass to it. He was coming off that last year. You know, I think that the I forget the name of the general manager. I think he's probably the best general man, like one of the best general managers in football. He's put together an amazing team. He's put together a, an amazing defense. You know, I, I think they have a great offensive line. I think Mr. T.Y. Hilton is is going to be in for a big year. Yep, and he's done it before. He's done it before. He's been a top five wide receiver before. I mean, he's so fast. He's He is Lux man, no matter what you anybody says with, you know, the upcoming Ebron and bringing in Funches and Paris Cambon. None of that. I mean, regardless, T.Y. and Luck have the rapport together. He's his man. I, could, I, I agree with you, brother. And, you know, they got all those receivers, and you think the only thing that would hurt is his touchdown. But those other receivers will open up, like drafting Paris Cam and all that. Uh, I think it actually opened up T.Y. It does. You know, and It yeah. does. It, it, it helps him, and T.Y. can take the top off of any corner in the league. So, Totally agree. That's a good one. Uh, I'm gonna wrap it up with mine, and I mean, it's not. It's kind of an obvious one. I mean, he's he's been the guy for years, but he does have an injury problem, and he's in a whole new system. They're projected to be amazing, but it's Odell, OBJ. I mean, straight up. As far as my projections, when I put the numbers to it, Odell ranks my number two receiver. Not my ranking number two, but projection wise, I feel he's the number two. Statted out. Um, that, that gives him 95-plus catches, over 1,400 yards, over 10 touchdowns. 
Last year on a 16-game pace, if he would have played all of them, he would have had 103 receptions, 1408, and eight touchdowns, which the touchdowns was a little low for his standards. He's a 10-plus kind of guy, but that was with Eli, and I'm not a big fan of Eli. Um, I can easily see him going over 10 touchdowns with Baker. Him and Jarvis could arguably be two of the best receiver tandems in the league, if not, you know, top five or top three for sure. And uh, there's a lot of things. I know he, he's not the main guy there. I mean, they got a lot of people around him. You got a great game, run game with Chubb. You do have Jarvis. You got Najoku. It shows at times. I mean, you got Callaway that can take the top off. But they got Odell for a reason, and I, I just don't see. If he stays healthy, Odell should be right back in the top five. Yeah, I mean, I just – I just love. I, I I went back and I watched some breakdowns of what Baker Mayfield did, how he saw the field, how he read the field, how he moved the field, and I think that Baker Mayfield has the makings of a great quarterback. I think he's got a. I think that his comments uh, he 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 made against Duke Johnson were a mistake, but he's a young guy. He's, he's got to learn. Like that. He's passionate. He's passionate. I can forgive that. I mean, look at him. His rookie year, he breaks Peyton Downs' touchdown rookie record, and Peyton played the whole season. Baker missed, what, the first four games, three games because of Tyrod? Yeah, with Hugh Jackson's syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And (laughs) once once Freddie Kitchens took over, it opened up, and, I mean, Cleveland finished. They almost had a a 500 record last year. Yeah. You know, 7-8-1. I mean, that was right there. It's the best they've done in, shit, five years now. So, I love this team. I mean, Cleveland's going to be a fun team to watch. Yes, um, they will. And and all. That's three good other wide receivers. So we're going to keep it rolling and try and wrap it up here with the tight ends. We're not going to say who we think's coming out. Okay, Taylor? <laughs> but I'm giving, I'm giving y'all the top five of last year. Your boy, Kelsey. Ertz. Skittles with Kittles. Ebron. And <clears throat> my new favorite little toy for the Saints, Jared Cook, which I do <laughs> think is going to fall out the top, just to throw out there. I'm not yeah. biggity just because he's a Saints, but it helps us. Regardless, <laughs> that was the top five. Um, Dave, who's your num- who's your tight end that you think is going to slide up into this top five this year and uh, well, make a little noise? We just talked about OBJ going to Cleveland. That opens up a lot of things for Mr. Evan Ingram. Uh, yeah, my bad. Uh, yeah, Ingram finished fifth his rookie season to the tight end position when OBJ – Miss damn near the whole season. Uh, OBJ's not there no more. All right. I believe Eli will play the whole season. I, unless for some reason they put in Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones looks like he's struggling right now. I believe Eli <laughs> played the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't want to talk too bad about him. Yeah, he looks horrible right now. Which Eli is no better. But Eli has shown that he is down to throw it to Ingram. He With will. Syndrome. Yeah. Now he brought in Golden Tate. Okay, Shepard's hurt with a thumb, though. He should be back for the season. But none of that matters to me. You got Saquon, who's running the shit out of the ball, catching out the backfield. It's a little pressure off for him. The defense ain't going to focus on Ingram, just period. Uh, his catch rate was shitty. His rookie season, it picked up. He, uh, he had a 55% for his rookie season, jumped all the way up to 70% last year. He's just getting better, you know, which last year it was less stressful because they didn't have Saquon the year before. All they had was Ingram at one point. So, yeah, you know, it's amazing how Saquon could just – that dude is good. He could just change his whole offense Next up. generational player. But, man. yeah, anyway, back to Ingram, man. Uh, he's my pick. Without OBJ there, I, I can see him having a big year for the New York Giants. Cool deal, cool deal. I'm going to throw out my pick out next, and then we'll save yours for last, Taylor. I'm going to go with the man in Pittsburgh that can absorb a lot of targets that A.B. left, and that would be Vance McDonald. Um – Big Ben been looking for his Heath Miller since Heath yeah, retired. Yeah. I mean, career average for Heath, Heath Miller was a rookie when Big Ben was a rookie. Yep. They played together for 10 years. That 10-year career, Heath Miller averaged 59 catches, 656, four and a half touchdowns. No, that's not top five tight end. But Heath Miller was still more of a blocking, bigger tight end. He's a true tight end. True tight end. Yeah. Vance is a guy they went out and got from San Francisco. Yep. They wanted him. Y'all seen what he did to Chris Conte last year. I don't think Chris Conte <laughs> even came back yet. Um, oh, man. It's just, I really, I mean, there's just so much left. It's him, Juju, and then you have their other receivers that you don't know what's going to happen. You got the the Washingtons, the, the Dion. 
Um, yeah, you got Eli, Rogers, Eli. You don't know where all this goes, but I do believe that Vance will make an uptick. Now, off top, 168 targets to go around. Like I said, Juju will have an uptick, but I mean, Juju already had 160 plus yeah. targets last year. Ridiculous. Um, he's a more athletic tight end. He had 72 targets last year, and he had a catch rate of 69.4, which is right at 70, top, top, you know, top tight end. Now, let's just say you portray it out to a full season. And with the more targets, you move his targets up to 100. Just give him, you know, 28 more targets. You could put him at a stat line for 70 catches, 860, and six split touchdowns. That puts him at the tight end four, and yes. that makes him right there in the top five. So there's no reason why Vance McDonald could not be a top five tight end. And he's a great value, man. He's he's after, I mean, he's, he's, he's seventh in my rankings. He's the seventh tight end. But, I mean, he's coming off the board seven, eight round, ninth round, you know. Yes. So, I mean, there's great value to be had with Vance, and I just think that with A.B. gone, he has a chance to actually move up into that top five area. Uh, how you feel, Taylor? So, last year they targeted um, uh, tight ends 120 times, and we got to remember that Jesse James, Jesse James is still there. That, no, Jesse no. James is not there, buddy. Oh, he signed with Detroit. He That's signed right. with Detroit. Yep. I forgot about that. Vance, so Vance is the man. Gone. Give Vance 100 targets, him. he's going to be there. So, you give him Vance seven targets a game from last year's totals with AB there. You say maybe he's increasing two to three targets a game. Correct. You say maybe Vance is getting nine targets a game. At yep. a 70% you know, catch rate. I, I'll take that. Oh, like, yeah. Absolutely. All day. I'll take Vance all day. Especially where he's going in the draft, great value. Oh my God, he could be at a, he could be an amazing value. Pittsburgh's offense is going to change. Tight ends get better over time. That's right. Yes. So I mean, Vance could be a top five tight end that you get in the middle to late rounds. They yeah, set up for it. He's set up to be one of them guys, buddy. And uh, Taylor, we'll I'm go ahead and wrap it up. ADP. I'm going to find out his ADP. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead, go look, ahead him uh, look him up. Look him up. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, I just have my rankings in front of me right now, so it's hard to tell. But I, if I'm not mistaken, he's, a, he's he's definitely a round nine type player that's going off the boards right now. See, round round nine, that's a steal. You could oh, potentially yeah. you could potentially stack that with somebody in the earlier rounds and, and just have two tight ends. Value at tight ends, as we know, is is, yeah. is super important. You know exactly yeah. four and foremost, and uh, I agree. So, uh, Taylor, go ahead and wrap us up. I've been having a good episode with you guys. It's been a while. Uh, Taylor, give us your tight end, man. I've got Mr. Hunter Henry. Listen, this guy's a fighter. He's coming back. He played in. This guy came back and played against the Patriots. He had one target, no catches. You know what I mean? This guy's an animal. The last time he played, Antonio Gates was there. Antonio Gates had 384 yards, uh, and Hunter Henry ended the season with 584 yards and eight touchdowns. So when you when you put that together, you're putting Mr. Hunter Henry in about the 900. Uh, yard mark and with a ton of touchdowns, he's going to catch touchdowns. He, uh, he's he's a big guy. He's already proven that he can he can be a red zone threat. The Chargers are going to move the ball. They've got a great offense. You know, I think he could potentially be a top five quarterback, uh, top five tight end. It Damn, take top five much. quarterback. <laughs> it's amazing. He, I, I don't know. Maybe he throws passes. Maybe he's a top five quarterback. <laughs> hey, we've seen Jarvis OBJ do it. Yeah. Uh, shit. Nah, that's Hell a good yeah. Hey, I totally love Hunter Henry. Uh, one question, though, and I, I don't think it does affect it because I just think the offense is built to portray that, but Mike Williams don't scare you on a few of those touchdowns? No, no. I think the emergence of Mike Williams had a lot to do with Hunter Henry being gone. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I see that. I can honestly see both of them going over eight touchdowns, Mike and Hunter Henry, with Philip Rivers. they've got a great offense. They've got a good defense. Yes, Yes, they do. Very good defense. defense. They're pretty good. Yep. I agree, man. I agree. 
Well, there you go, everybody. Y'all got a little bit of intake. Get y'all's feet starting to get wet. I know a lot of y'all uh, wait till the last minute to start looking up research <laughs> on fantasy and everything else. So that's why we're trying to uh, trying to acknowledge a few of y'all. We give y'all a little insight because we don't stop. I haven't stopped since last December. Uh, me, yeah. Dave, Taylor, we look at this shit every day, every minute, every hour. This is year round. This is year round. This doesn't stop. Especially, yeah. and if you feel that you you can't enjoy it year round because you're in redraft, join a dynasty league. Yeah, that'll keep you in there twenty four seven, man. Every fucking day, I'm looking at my dynasty, trying to figure out what to do, trade wise, anything. But yeah, uh, that's it, fellas. That's uh, it. Uh, We're gonna try and hit y'all with a week uh, show every Thursday right now to finish up through preseason and everything. Yes. Uh, next week's episode, we might try to slide in a little mock draft with us three. Yes. Uh, we'll yes, figure no something doubt. out on that. Let everybody know kind of where things are falling in drafts and everything. And then once the season starts, we'll go to Wednesdays and break it down for y'all and everything. Uh, that was good to be back with you guys, man. Had fun. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I can't wait to see you next week, Taylor, when you come on down to yes. Louisiana. And, uh, I shall be there with, uh, with, uh, with bells on. You know, you'll see. That's it. I guess so. <laughs> All right, man. Good night, everybody. Thank y'all for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, any support is good support. Peace. Fuck you, Dota. Yeah. Okay. Hello, CC. On a beat. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, where the fuck should I really even start? I got hoes that I'm keeping in the dark. I got my niggas cross the street living large. Thinking back to the fact that they dead, thought my raps wasn't facts, so they sat with the bars. I got two phones, one need a charge. Yeah, they twins, I could tell they.